good morning, good evening, good afternoon. We are starting a brand new podcast at Mount Rainier Christian Center. We don't have a name for it, so we're piggybacking off of Pastor Greg's intermittent word, and it's the intermittent podcast. We are going to try and bring it weekly. Um, my name is Tyler. I am the online campus pastor here at Mount Rainier Christian Center, and I have Brent Smith joining me as my co-host. We don't know how long that'll last because we are all super busy and inconsistent, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm excited too. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to discuss some stuff, and uh, I think that, I mean, I think that eventually we, we'll get to a point where this becomes kind of a, a weekly habit thing, but um, you know, we got to get there first. So. Yeah, I love podcasts. I, I love listening to podcasts, and I haven't really done much personally for podcast stuff. It seems like nowadays everyone has their own podcast, but true. Uh, I'm, I am excited about this. And yeah, we had all the equipment, so there's no reason not exactly. to, to do another podcast. So let's see. What's the date? This is going to release in a couple weeks, but today is the 13th. Uh, we just had church. Easter was a week ago. Mm-hmm. We're tired. We're ramping up for summer. Summer's oh, yeah. going to be awesome and crazy. It's going to be amazing. So, yeah. Um, what's on our topic list today, Brent? Uh, topics for today, we're going to talk about the um, kind of the pairing of online church and in-person church, just with our current climate that we're in right now with COVID still kind of, you know, um, rearing its head. And with, uh, I think now... Uh, where we're at a few counties have even been rolled back again yeah so with you know online church becoming more prevalent in the past you know year and a half or so that we've seen it um we're kind of going to discuss why online church is important what are the some of the differences between online church and in person and maybe what are some things that we experience and learn uh, about you know the kingdom of god and about his church just from the different ways of meeting. And yeah. then we're also going to discuss, just for fun, some of our our favorite uh, Bible verses and, and just talk about those. Yeah. I mean, launching right into it, let's start. COVID starts in 2020 of March. I think everything shut down like March like 16th or something like that. Which seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. It seems like it was so long ago. Yep. And specifically at MRCC, we did not have an online footprint like we had social media we posted our stuff on youtube but we didn't live stream or anything like that and so it was like we had to pivot yeah it was like hey figure this out quick we had a week and uh we had some options and and one of the options that we went with was pre-recording everything which at the time was great because we had all of this spare time because we couldn't meet in person for anything which i and i think that like like you just said the spare time was what made that work really well because the you know looking at at just some other uh live streaming options that were around at that time um i think the pre-recorded service services really allowed us as a church to uh communicate and put together a service that was more um that that communicated across better uh, what our services were like than if we were to try to do something live in person and so and because we had that time i think that worked really well as a starting place for us yeah and i mean we had the equipment. We were lucky enough that we had the equipment available. We had uh, the staff who were able to put things together as quickly as we could. Yeah, and I know uh, Pastor Weston, our, our worship pastor, and you, uh, especially, you guys were really kind of anything that we didn't have that we needed. You guys were pretty quick to kind of look into and figure out. And, you know, we definitely, there were some things that we tried that didn't end up working. But for the most part, we, we really kind of 
uh, we were able to forge ahead with stuff that was, you know, kind of well looked into. And I think that a lot of the decisions, the majority of the decisions we made were well-educated, good ones that ultimately led to us kind of ramping up a good online presence. Yeah, we were, we were lucky. Uh, and I mean, even buying equipment, we were super lucky because we knew exactly what we wanted. And we weren't doing everything like the same thing that everyone else was doing. Exactly. I just, I mean, I remember there's, uh, there's uh, these boards that you can get and we have like an updated version of one now, but when we were looking, I mean, they were back ordered for like four months. Everything went kind of crazy, especially, I mean, just online shopping in general yeah. just went nuts. I mean, everything really kind of started, um, going crazy not to mention all the the panic over just you know groceries and stuff like that at the beginning toilet paper uh, toilet i don't paper. understand toilet paper <laughs> i mean you know paper towels work fine <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so th- there was a there was definitely a lot of that but we were we were very fortunate to to get jump on the ball early and to have been doing something that was different enough um to start out that we didn't really run into a lot of those issues which was good yeah so what are what are some of the in your opinion what are some of the biggest um kind of struggles that we that we hit early on when making that pivot because we definitely had a lot of things go well and a lot of things that we did well but um what were some of the struggles you think i would say the amount of content the amount of time that it took to produce the content was so much and it's funny because a couple months before uh, I was talking to my parents and my dad was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to film and edit videos every day. And this was before the pandemic even started. And then literally COVID hits and I'm filming and editing every day, every day. And my dad was like, oh, so this is all your fault. And Wish I'm like, granted. Yeah. Uh, yep. Just the, the amount of time that it took to produce content. I mean, Mondays were meetings not in person but they were still we did zoom we did zoom meetings and then we would bring in um staff members to do uh devos on mondays so we'd film five devos and then tuesday was worship and then wednesday was kids church and then thursday was the main sermon the main gathering and it worked for a while until we were having problems just putting all the pieces together and well, set up. Yeah, set up took a long time. Takes forever. Well, and we, I mean, we already were struggling with storage on our campus mm-hmm. in terms of where to put things before pre-COVID. And so once COVID hit and we got additional equipment, it was just, you know, uh, kind of the last straw in terms of our storage. We were really struggling with where to put stuff and we didn't have a dedicated space for a lot of our equipment. So that was definitely... We did get to... Like, no one was in the sanctuary, though. So we we could just throw whatever we wanted in the sanctuary. But then, of course, you know, I I think where a lot of their struggles hit was when it started going kind of back to 50-50 stuff where we were meeting in person again and still trying to do this this older method. I think that's definitely where I noticed that there were the big struggles. Totally, totally. And, I mean, moving forward to that, luckily, I mean, in the struggles, we had some internet problems and all of that stuff when we started to live stream. But then it opened up this whole new world where we found out that we have spaces for internet that we didn't think that we could plug in route or modems to and internet's going to be faster. Yep. And we're getting ready to build a new sound booth, which is going to be awesome. So bigger and better, uh, yeah. which I'm thankful for. But yeah, those, I sh- man, for like three months straight, I just remember it was like 80 hours a week, 60 to 80 hours a week of just yeah 
and uploading too. I mean, these things just took it, it, so and it long. Was, and it was tough just from a staff perspective too, because there was plenty of the staff that that really their workload in terms of what we really could offer went down significantly but then we had a few of our staff members you included that their workload went up exponentially yeah and so there was kind of this imbalance too which i know that creates a lot of just struggles there and that's that's just one of those disconnects that you know there were there were plenty of those things that came with covid that are still kind of being fixed and and you know kind of repaired at, at this point moving forward but shifting over into that's kind of you know a little overview of what we did and kind of how we went into the online space, but shifting over to a more kind of spiritual discussion on, uh, you know, online church, just what are, what are your opinions on the benefits of having an online church? What does online offer that in-person meetings don't, why is it good to have both? What are your thoughts? Um, I think of everything uh, specific, sorry, with that question, I just think of in the pandemic, um, where we are in Enumclaw, Washington, uh, we just have a lot of a snowbirds and be just older generational people. And so online is a benefit to reaching those people when they don't feel comfortable coming back in person. So we've been in person since, I mean, I think June ish. Um, I think it was around there. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been in person, but there's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable and have have never felt comfortable and so being able to provide that opportunity and we still have that personal connection so uh, we use a platform where they can we have interaction going on throughout the message and they can chat and they can ask for prayer Um, and that's my job is to be able to pray and connect with them and then move into a different direction with that and being able to connect with them personally over the phone throughout the week um, is just something that I do. And then also, I think uh, we get to reach so many people online. Uh, I mean, I want to say, so there's like 7 billion people on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And I think 4 billion people have access to Internet or are online, actively online. And as much as we don't like Facebook because it's just a time waster facebook's user inner like users has gone up exponentially each year like more and more people are still getting on facebook and so just being able to connect and reach other people i think is amazing and so that's what i find the benefit of online church absolutely and and i agree with you on all those points i think that it definitely is a way for people who don't feel connected for one reason or another, whether they're uh, incapable of, of coming back in person mm-hmm. because of health concerns or whether they're, you know, like you mentioned with the snowbirds, whether they're away, uh, just not here in person, it allows a connection point for people to still connect with family. It's the same, you know, it's the same sort of um, thought as, as, you know, FaceTime. I remember my dad's a pilot. And so uh, when, you know, the smartphones were first becoming a thing, I remember it was really cool that we could like video call my dad mm-hmm. when he was away on a, on a flight or something. And it's that same sort of thing where you're like, you know, you're kind of, you're videoing in and you're getting to, to kind of hang out with your family uh, in this sort of pseudo way that, that still is fulfilling, even if maybe it's not quite the same personal connection as if you're physically there. And then I personally think the other big um, you know, advocate for online churches, I think the accessibility in terms of not just ease of access for people who are looking for 
um, connection with their existing family, but also for people who aren't sure about church. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I've heard people say before, well, you know, if they're not willing to come in person, are they really committed? And well, it's, you know, there's people who um, are seeking, but aren't really at the level where they want to mm-hmm. come in person. And I think that if we can reach people in the kingdom uh, with an online service that maybe is the only way they would have been reached because otherwise they would have just not wanted to show up at all. I think that's a benefit. Yeah, I really do. And so I, I think that's another reason why uh, online church is, is hugely important, but what are some of the downfalls of it in terms of what are some of the things that are difficult? Like you said, you're, you're interacting with people, you're praying for people. What are some of the things that kind of miss in those interactions that you would have in person? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Nothing can replicate or replace worship Mm. um for someone who's grown up in the church worship is very important to me and um just that specific time it cannot be replicated online uh i mean it's it's looking at a like if you're watching online it's you're literally looking at a non-glorified lyric video to a bunch of songs that you know and if we introduce a new song, it's a song that you don't know, so you're listening to it for the first time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I would say that. And then even though I did advocate for a, a personal connection, there is is not a personal connection in some points. I mean, uh, we can look at the, the software that we use. It has analytics to where people are coming in from. And we're all over the place. Like uh, two weeks ago on Easter, we had someone uh, – come in from ireland so i was like i don't know who that is and i don't know what their connection is or anything like that but the lack of personal connection that i can have with them um because i yeah it's limited because i don't know who they are now technology like you said is a great thing so we can connect over zoom or facetime or something like that but being able to bridge that gap to get to the point of personal connection is is a huge thing and that's a huge downfall and it's going to I wouldn't say downfall. Sorry. It's going to take a lot more time to get to that point than in person. Like absolutely, I could be at church on a Sunday and meet someone and the next week we're going out to lunch or that week. You know what I mean? It takes I, longer to ramp into that kind of connection. It, and relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that. I think that, you know, there's a limited amount of connection that you can do online for sure. And we'll get, you know, in future podcasts, I'm sure we'll get deeper into some of the, um, you know, theological and philosophical thoughts behind, uh, you know, anonymity in, in attending church. Cause you know, there's a certain amount of, I think that comfort that people get in being anonymous, but then, you know, at what point does that, that anonymity end up hurting your walk with mm-hmm. Christ as you, you know, kind of want to hide yourself um, from people. So we'll get deeper into that at different points, but yeah, I, I think the overall takeaway is that the church online, even as it's developing now, cause we're still nowhere near a perfect model for stuff. And no. we always learn every week we learn something new or figure something else yep. out about it. Um, but I definitely think it is, you know, it's, it's sticking around and it's something that we're going to continue to develop uh, big time. And, you know, it's, it's difficult trying to ramp back into a, uh, you know, in-person Sunday gathering while also trying to really, build an online community too. So I think that both of those things will 
be growing at rates that are probably less than they could if they were being wholly focused on. But I think the important thing is that we do focus on both and making sure that we recognize the importance of, of both. So Absolutely. Cool. Uh, I Absolutely. Think, um, we'll shift into sharing maybe some of our favorite Bible verses and stuff and just kind of yeah. talk about that a little bit. And uh, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. And, favorite and Bible good. verse, Jesus wept. Guys, it's okay to cry. <laughs> Jesus wept. It's okay to cry. That's such a good one. And even though it's, I feel like it's referenced a lot, especially here in our staff, especially yeah. by you. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, it never gets old because no. again, you know, I feel like I feel a personal conviction that whenever, even when we kind of joke about a Bible verse, it always still deep down really kind of does prod something in my heart of like, you know, I can't listen to a Bible verse or hear someone bring something up without ultimately thinking, gosh, that's God's heart. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so even when we jest about stuff like that, oh, it, it really on that it's point, impactful. Like Jesus was fully man and fully God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fully man and fully God. And um, he, he was sad. He, he wept. I think one of my favorite verses, uh, I'll share just a couple, you know, one of my favorite verses is Jeremiah 29, 11 and, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, I really, really love because it was kind of our, my wife and I's token verse for 2018 and 2018 was kind of rough for us in that we were, uh, living on, uh, in a mother-in-law on my parents' property, which was awesome to start out after we got married. We'd been there for a couple of years, uh, but the proximity to my parents and just that that proximity was really hurting uh, my relationship with my parents and my wife's relationship with my parents and our relationship with each other. There's just, you know, it was turmoil there. And so we were really kind of feeling that when an opportunity came along, a friend of a friend, sort of a situation with someone wanting to rent their house here in town. And my wife and I were really, really hoping we get the house and it was just this this really emotional roller coaster struggle where it was like we, we weren't going to get it and then well there's kind of some hope still and we ultimately ended up getting a house and and that was just something we'd been praying for it was huge and jeremiah 29 11 says um for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future and this verse isn't so much you know our verse of that year because we got the house like yeah god has the plans for us but it was more that was our verse when we were thought we weren't going to get the house we're like you know what no matter what, mm. God has plans to prosper us. We're going to believe in that, and we're going to just make this our verse so that we can cling to that that truth that God has a, a better plan for us than we could come up with. And ultimately, God ended up blessing us, you know, uh, majorly by just that that house ended up coming through, and that's where we're, we're still at, and we love it. So that was our verse of kind of 2018. And then I have one more um, that I want to share, and it's... <laughs> This is one of my favorite verses. It's in John, and it's John chapter 4, and it's verses 31 through 34. And I'm a huge idiot. I mean, <laughs> you can probably relate. You know I'm an idiot, but you also, I think, know that we're all idiots. I here. do have a running joke, and Brent will attest to this. And it's not a bad thing, but Brent is the dumbest smart person I know. And he will admit to that, right? Yes. I know a lot of random facts, so I, I can sound very smart when I need to, but I'm also very clueless in many things. Which is um, wonderful. because <laughs> It's great. It's usually an innocent cluelessness. 100% I was, I was homeschooled, and so there's plenty of stuff that's just kind of like, oh, I, I didn't really – that missed me. I didn't really get that. Um, so, yeah, I'm the dumbest smart guy Tyler knows. But – uh, I always take comfort in this verse, this passage in John, John chapter four, verses 31 through 34. And it's Jesus has encountered the Samaritan woman at the well and his disciples have gone to get food and they come back and it's the middle of the day. It's hot. Jesus needs, you know, he's human. So he has human needs and the disciples come and it's, verse 31 says, meanwhile, his disciples urged him, rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. 
Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? And Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Anytime I feel like a big dumb idiot, I just look and remember that these guys who got to hang out with Jesus himself for extended periods of time were also idiots. Like Jesus is really trying to reveal something to them. You know, he's referencing, he says, I too, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. He's talking about, you know, he, he goes and says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And he's really speaking spiritually here. And the disciples just totally miss it. Yeah. They're just like, yep, they're being big dumb idiots. And they're like, what is he hiding food from us? You know, they're immediately jumping to conclusions. And so that comforts me a lot just in that I um, can recognize that, you know, I'm a big dumb idiot. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, Bible verses for me. One, Philippians 4, 6. I can't say that. Um, I I literally have it tattooed on my body. So that I, I feel like I have to say that one, right? Yep, yep. Uh, which is, do not be anxious about anything. Uh, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's good. Such a huge reminder for me specifically, who likes to think in my own head and be by myself in my own head, to and I and I I have a huge disconnect. I can have a huge disconnect from God, and me being able to present those to Him, I think is mm-hmm. is uh, phenomenal. Um, and that's just it's a constant reminder. Um, Acts sixteen twenty five. Uh, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. About midnight, deepest, darkest part of the night, and Paul and Silas were beaten, broken, thrown into the darkest pit, and they sang. Mm. They sang hymns and praises to God. And it just reminds me that in the valleys, in the deepest, darkest parts, we still can worship him. And it ended up, I mean, the jail broke open for them, and just them being fully devoted to God, even in the hardest of times. I, that that always gets me. It's just about midnight, um, and then Second Timothy one uh, verse seven. It says, "For the spirit of God gave us, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline." Mm. Uh, God did not give us this spirit to be timid. He gave mm. it to us because He wants us to profess His love through all nations to everyone yeah. at any time. So. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's really good. I think the, you know, worshiping uh, in dark times is definitely, you know, I think some of my most powerful moments of worship have been when I feel the most broken mm-hmm. and, and hopeless for sure. Cause it's just, you know, it's crying out to God and it, it reorients you to kind of, you know, what really matters and stuff. I do have one more that I, that I really like that, yeah. that helps me out a lot. And it's, um, it's Proverbs and it's Proverbs three, seven. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. And that's important for me because a lot of times I can have a tendency to be like, well, that's, you know, that's, that's very wise or like start to make my own uh, judgments and conclusions about uh, my, my knowledge or lack thereof. And, and, you know, that reminder to not be wise in our own eyes and to really take everything to God and to, to really um, use his word and use, uh, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to just kind of prompt you in those moments and not to rely on your own knowledge because I can definitely get caught in that trap. So, so can I? For sure. It's pretty easy. It is. Well, cool. Hey, first episode is done of the Intermittent Podcast. Intermittent Podcast. If you guys enjoy this or have questions, uh, just reach out to us uh, via social media on Facebook, 
or Instagram at Mount Rainier Christian Center or on Instagram, it's MRCC now. We would love to connect with you guys. Yep. Uh, we have YouTube, all of that stuff. So, yeah, that's all I got. Awesome. Cool. Thank you, guys. See you later.